Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, the NBA playoffs are heating up. We've got a lot of good matchups to talk about, but when I want to talk about point guards specifically, I go to the guard guru, BJ mm. Armstrong, and I want to talk about Steph Curry versus John Morant, the Warriors and the Grizzlies. I feel like this is the most fascinating series, especially because of those two guys in the game. And I wanted to go straight to you, BJ, and let's talk about that series. Let's talk about those two guys because it's a, it's a marvel to watch, a marvel to witness. And John Morant is a guy that you told me last year might be the best point guard in basketball. Yeah, he's an exceptional talent. You know, physically, you can see the gifts. Mm-hmm. You see his ability to run a team, score, and do all the things. and more Float in the air like Derrick Rose. Yeah, and, and more importantly, he has an impact on winning. And it's been interesting to watch. I mean, he had a massive game, game two. He needed every bit of those, what, 47 or something, 45 points. No, 47, right? Was that 47? Mm-hmm. He needed every one of those points to still you know, get a victory to, you know, split there at home. So now the task is to go on the road and they're going to have to win a road. We're going to have to win a game there if they're going to continue. Without Dylan Brooks in game three. Without Dylan Brooks. But you know Mm -hmm. what? The Warriors are missing some players as well, in all fairness. So um, Gary Payton. Yeah, Yeah. Gary Payton's not not playing. So it's going to be tough no matter how how you look at it. But it's been an interesting series. You know, Steph Curry now is back in the starting lineup. And it's just been fascinating to watch. You know, I think Memphis, for some reason, even though they escaped, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, they could have e- they could have easily have lost that first round mm-hmm. playoff matchup to Minnesota. And they haven't played well in the postseason for whatever the reason, because they really were the they were the media darling during the regular season. How could you not root for this team? You know, whether. Ja Morant was in the lineup or not, they still found a way to win. And they had likable guys, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Desmond Bain kind of came play, on the scene. They played a brand of basketball. Yeah. For what, but for whatever reason, it hasn't translated to the postseason. And they haven't put together what I would say consecutive games. You know, they've had a quarter here and there, but they haven't put together consecutive games where you're saying, this is who the Grizzlies are, and they have really – you know, gone from the the regular season to the postseason. There seem to still be, they're like in in transition. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, the postseason is here. We can't just come down and shoot threes. There's a different brand of basketball, and they seem they haven't made that adjustment just yet. Yeah, and that's uh what's been fast, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, one of the things that we talked about with Jai was trying to get him to get there as a, as a defender. And that's kind of the next step for him. So we're, we're also waiting to see if he can get there, which I think is a fascinating storyline because if he does, if Jai does start to defend, because obviously he has the tools, he has the gifts. I mean, look at the athleticism that's there. If he locks in on that side of the ball, that will be when I, I, my interest really peaks in kind of the ceiling of what this Grizzlies team is. Because like you said, Playoff basketball is different, and they're still in limbo a little bit. Well, anything, any weakness that you have in your game, Tate, as you know, will be exposed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, it's it's kind of odd to watch this because you didn't – traditionally you didn't see this in years past where the very best players on the teams are also being targeted <laughs> on the defensive end. Luka Doncic, Luka one Doncic. of those guys. You're seeing, uh, you know, John Morant now being targeted. And maybe you would see it as you advanced in the playoffs as the teams got better and better. But you're seeing this now in the first and second round. Mm-hmm. You know, you certainly you've seen that, right? Uh, when I say targeted, what I mean I mean, is, we saw it with Dirk over the years. I mean, teams well, used to do that with Dirk. Well, you saw it with Dirk. You saw it with Steph Curry a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, teams would always want to include the best player. Why? Not to because he couldn't defend. Is because you wanted to make test, it work. Test his physical conditioning to the game. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a new formula. It's just you're seeing the 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 players not respond to the challenge. If you will. we we saw Jokic have it happen to him against the Warriors, and he did respond. Yeah, you know, you 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 know, like. Accept the challenge because if you're going to advance, if we're going to really reach, you know, your true potential, you're going to have to be respectable on that end. So 
you know, I, I think John Morant understands that, you know, you saw it last game in Luka Doncic, and we've talked about what he's done on the offensive end, and he's certainly been, he's been just incredible as an off, on the offensive end of the floor. However, you know, the other team in the fourth quarter, they just targeted him exclusively. And they're you, find, you have to find a way <laughs> to counter that. And I think that's probably the thing that's been most shocking is because it's kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, that's how we play. And if you're going to be the best player, right, you got to be you got to play both sides because you're going to be playing 40 something minutes and you, you can't win a game if you can't get a stop. So it's, it's been a little shocking. But however, both of those players offensively, you can see, I think they probably led had the highest scoring efforts thus far in the playoffs. But uh, defensively, you know, both of those guys in particular, they're going to have to really figure out how to, you know, you know, be respectable on that end of the court as well. I think Ja can get there right now. I think he really can. I, I think he can just uh, take more of an onus well, on that end. It's just effort. And it's just effort. Listen, everyone effort energy, doesn't have yeah. everyone doesn't have the athletic ability, let's say, of an Evan Mobley or a Kevin Garnett or, you know. But what you can do, just give me what you got. And right now... You know, you, you, you got to give me the effort and the energy, okay? And Luca you know, feels like conditioning is really what's being tested a lot of the times here. Well, and, and I mean, look, listen, every player, listen, every player has their challenges. And at some point, Luca will not be able to play himself into shape. Mm-hmm. At some point, right? You know, we you see know, it with James Harden. At some point, it will happen. You know, the key is is never to get out of shape. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So you would hope that he will figure this out sooner rather than later because, you know, I, I think I could say this, and I think many players or people who've had an opportunity to compete on any athletic stage is once Luca figures that part out, all right, you're going to see the very best version of himself. Absolutely. And that's I mean, what we top, want, right? Top I mean, three player in the I mean, league. Yeah. I mean, and, and which is crazy to say. He's a top 10 player right now. He's a top five offensive player for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. He might even be a top five player when you put yeah. it all when you put it all together. But we haven't seen the best version of him because, you know, when he came into camp this year, he wasn't in shape. And I think by his own admission. So in saying that, you're going, well, how good can he be? And that's all we want for him. So He'll figure it out, though. He's young. What is he, 20, what, two or something like that? 23, I think. 22, yeah. 23, yeah. He'll, it is one of it, 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 I find the the kind of coverage of the playoffs fascinating. As you know, BJ, we always laugh about the narratives and the media stuff. But, uh, you know, I've seen the, the big thing that's come out of the Sun series. Again, the Suns are up 2-0 in the series. Like you said, in the fourth quarter, they're basically just going at, at Luka and, and attacking him. Um, but then the the fallout of that is that Luca has is right now number one points per game in playoffs. He just surpassed Michael Jordan. This seems this was like all the conversation coming out of those games. What did he and surpass? I, Mike? What, I mean, who's so, so he he's averaging? What? He's points per game. So now Jordan, his career points per game in the playoffs was thirty three point five, and now or thirty three point four. Now Luca's is thirty three point five. So then all these people were coming out. You know, Luca, he's you know, but Luca's played like nineteen playoff games. Jordan's played you know his whole career playoff games. So got a long way to go. But that was what was coming out. The coverage was coming out of that series, and I laughed to myself because. What's so fascinating to me is that DeAndre Ayton was the number one pick in that draft. A lot of people killed the Suns for not taking Luka Doncic because he is this otherworldly talent. But then, at the end of the day, DeAndre Ayton is helping the bottom line and is a very special player you know, for the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns look like the best team in basketball. It, but the story hasn't been that. It's been about Luka scoring, which is impressive. But the actual game, it's like the scoring doesn't matter when... You, the points are given up on the other side of the ball. And when he came out of the game, the Mavs got their first lead in the series because they got some stops. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, I don't know, BJ. I just find well, it fascinating. It's, it, listen, it, both of those players are fantastic players in their own right. You know, and we tend to focus on points and stats yeah. and all of those things. However... When you begin to look at the bottom line, which is impact on winning, right? 
It's not as fun to cover. Come on. Let's, let's, uh, you, Tate, let's be I, honest. I, We're not paying. All I want to, yeah, I just want to cover you know, from our, our, you know, when we have our corporate box, you know, our corporate <laughs> box that we have at what, crypto.com, right? You know, our yeah, corporate yeah. box that we get from all of our partners and sponsorship here that we go and entertain at crypto.com crypto <laughs> place. We don't want, we're not going there to entertain our clients and people, our business partners to go see defense, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, you're not going there to say, did you see that block shot? <laughs> That's not fun, Tate. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you want to win, that's great to see. Yeah. Which is why the Celtics have a shot. Luka yeah. is very entertaining. He's very entertaining. Oh, he's got step backs. Guy's got moves. <laughs> he's clever. He wrap around pass. Guy pulls up from three. Hey, the clients, well, you know, hey, take, you know, we're entertaining, right? You and I. You and I, Midas, we got food in there, drinks in there. And we just happen to look up and Luca shoots a three from half court. And you go, oh, God, did you see that? Oh, this, mm -hmm. did you see the moves? That's, that's way more entertaining than watching a guy talk on defense, watching a guy help and recover, mm -hmm. watching a guy, you know, contest the shot at the basket. I don't want to see guys outletting. That's not they, Those are the things that help you win. I don't want to see a guy diving on them to get a loose ball. <laughs> I don't want to see a guy taking a charge. I mean, Tate. That's winning basketball. So it is what it is. It's the playoffs, though. So let's showcase uh, hey, hey, winning hey, basketball. Hey, That's hey, all hey, I'm hey, saying. Because then, then, then it trickles down and the kids are like, I want to play some winning basketball. On this. If you're going to score 30-something points a night, if you're going to do that, okay, let's, that's your talent, right? That's a, that's a talent. You yeah, don't do this by accident. Okay. Scoring points alone is not going to win the game. You got to you got to be able to contribute to the win. Okay, you, you got somebody's got to rebound, somebody's got to pass, someone's got to defend, somebody's got to get the the 50-50 balls. That's someone why I love watching out. the Suns. Yeah, someone's got to do these things. You know, and Tate, right now what we are focused on because it's an important part of the game, right? It's the easiest part of the game to see. You don't even have to understand it. You can be like, that guy has put that ball in the basket more than anyone else. That's the <laughs> easiest part to see. Yeah. And that's an important part because in the end, Tate, the team that scores the most baskets, you know, wins the game. That is important. But there's a lot of things that lead up to it. So I would hope that these young, magnificent players, because they truly are incredible, what you're watching with Luca, it's truly incredible. It, it's skill at the highest level, absolutely. I, I, I would hope that Luca will continue to add to his ability along with these 30 and 40 point efforts, because they're fun to watch, that he will continue to improve in other areas because that would be a treat for us because we get a chance to watch him longer. Like mm -hmm. I want to see him in the next round. And it would be fun to see him in the finals. But unless he improves. We're not getting there. We're not getting there. So mm -hmm. whatever we can do to encourage him to improve, let's do that. Because it's all about the game. And watching him right now get 40 points in a game. Let me tell you, if you're an offensive player, I mean, this there, guy, there's no denying it. Yeah, yeah man, I mean, he's he's incredible to watch. I mean, what what is there not to like? Exactly. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. It feels like you need a degree in grapes to find great wine these days, isn't that right? You can shop by label, I guess, or try to remember what tannins are. But shouldn't it be easier? That's why First Leaf does what's hard for you. They make it simple to discover new wines you'll love without the hit or miss. First Leaf samples over 10,000 wines a year from around the world and selects only the finest bottles. They take the time to learn what you like and what you don't, then send you world-class wines tailored to your taste. I've been doing First Leaf for about two years now. I've gotten some great Barolos, got some great wines from Italy and France and South America, all over the place that I really love. And if you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will credit you for another. That's 
That's right. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $29.95 plus free shipping. If you go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pushin, P-U-S-H-I-N, that's tryfirstleaf.com slash pushin to get your first six bottles for $29.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash pushin. Back to pushing through. But I mean, that, I find that series fascinating because I, I do think the Suns could, you know, go into Dallas and if they play the same brand of basketball, they, I mean, who knows? They could get out of there clean um, and get on to the Western Conference Finals pretty, pretty handily because I, I just like the way that they're playing right now. So I wanted to give the Suns their due because if you watch and you read the, the headlines, you would think that the Mavericks maybe stole a game in Phoenix or something, but the Suns handled them pretty pretty easily in both games um and and they look great and they're playing a great brand of basketball Devin Booker shout out to him we talked about him last year learning how to blend his game mm. around his scoring and I feel like he excellent has evolved point, Tate. Yeah, excellent evolved point. as a player you yeah, know what excellent I mean excellent point Tate you know what you know Devin Booker's game he's all he could always score mm-hmm. and you're watching the evolution that's it's just it's just natural it take the one the one thing that most players that come into this league you know, there are a few exceptions who come in and and really have an impact on the defensive end. That's why I'm so high on Evan Mobley. Mo- yeah, Mobley, Because his exactly. defense is ahead of his offense. His offense, mm-hmm. once it catches up, take, you're talking about a, a special player because he can impact the game. On both sides. On both sides of the ball. You He's know, already makes- doing it defensively. Him and Jared Allen is one of the best front lines, maybe second behind Giannis and Brooke Lopez. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean and, and they're – and and he's in, we're talking about that in his rookie year. Okay, he's going <laughs> to get crazy. stronger. He's he's going to you know he's going to learn the game. Imagine he's going to go around the league a little bit and know how to actually you know you know understand a scouting report because right now he's just playing on pure talent, right? Just raw talent. But these guys, when they come into this league, you know, most of us we're a little behind on the defensive side of the ball. And it takes time. So, you know, defensively, when you see a player give the effort, you know, I'm going to tell you who's an improving defensive player. It's Steph Curry. I mean, he made a nice defensive play to win game one. At yeah, the end he was of the great. Game. Yeah. Just give me what you got. That's all you can ask. You and know it, what I mean? And it looks like he took like a, you know, I remember, I can't remember who it was. Someone said, I can't remember, a few years ago, someone said uh, that Curry was a you know a bad defender or something like that, and he got all this this press and stuff, and he was like, you know, kind of shrugged it off. But he's always taken to personal pride. It wasn't that he would match up with your number one guy. He wasn't guarding Dame Lillard a lot of the times or whatever it may be. But like you said, he always gave energy and effort. Just, and the just, guy averages like two steals yeah, a game. I mean, just, he's active. Just go, hey, everybody has, everybody can have, a seven foot wingspan, quick feet, yeah. and all of that. Give me what you got. Mm-hmm. Just get if you give me Just what be you active. got. Anticipate. Say, hey, that's all you can ask. That's mm-hmm. all you can ask. You know what? I mean, I wish I had a seven five wingspan. <laughs> I wish I wish I had you know Marcus Smart's Mobley. build. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Now, if you have Marcus Smart's build and you're not a good defensive player, you're like, okay, what's wrong with this guy? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But uh-huh. you know, there's other things that every player has and there's some weaknesses that you have but the thing that you love about Marcus Smart is that he gives the energy and the effort especially on the defensive end right when you watch Mikhail Bridges when you watch Jay Crowder when you watch Draymond Green when you watch you know DeAndre Ayton when -hmm. you're watching these all defensive players I mean that kid Herb Jones down in yeah New Orleans New Orleans you're going Okay, Herb Jones and and Evan Mobley. And I'm going to even put Scotty Barnes. <laughs> I mean, those are three that just come right off the top. Three, like, ridiculous defensive athletes. players. Yeah. Phenomenal athletes, okay, all in their, in their own right that came in, and they are better on the defensive side. And, it's, and Scotty Barnes is, it was the rookie of the year. Because of his defense, really. I mean, th- th- that's... That you don't see that often. You're talking about three players who are all. I think they're they already are defending at an all defensive level level mm-hmm. right now. Right now, now whether or not they make it in year one, but trust me when I tell you this. And speaking to the coaches and executives, you're going, this guy Herb Jones, pretty good. <laughs> they're not even talking about his offense. You're going Evan Mobley, it's pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty good. Scotty Brooks, pretty good. And the, and our and all of them, you can see the impact of the defense that it did to the organization. You could see all all of them were playing. I mean, look at Cleveland. Games. Cleveland literally became a you know at one time top four in the Eastern Conference. If they wouldn't have gotten <laughs> if 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 the, if the big fella doesn't get hurt, they are, they are in the playoffs as well. New Orleans in the playoffs. Toronto in the playoffs. Now, both were eliminated, but to be playing meaningful games in your rookie season, wow. And you're starting, wow. And you're playing at the end of the game, wow. You're ahead of schedule. And Scotty Barnes at one point, I mean, he looked like he might be the best player on the Raptors. So, I mean, so it may be the second best player in the series. Shout out to Masai. You know what? Now you're at a point. Whoever Masai takes, you you just know the guy's great, right? You know, that's where you're at with Masai. Like, Masai. Did you see? Uh, <laughs> did you see Masai's quote? So I, I was gonna. Add, so the, all the talking heads they're talking about the Lakers today uh, and the Nets, uh, who are not in the playoffs. But I, I guess the we, we there's not much playoff duty. But I saw uh, they asked Masai about <laughs> Nick Nurse, the Lakers, uh, interviewing Nick Nurse to to be their their head coach, uh, and uh, he, he had a very funny quote. He said, "I like to dream too." Uh, I dream about Messi. I dream, he dreamed. He listed all these guys uh, that he dreamed about getting, but uh, you know that's not reality. Did you like that quote, BJ? I thought that well, was a good it, from it, again. This is entertainment, and we should be. <laughs> and I asked the question: Are we not entertained? You know, I'm entertained. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that nice. was very entertaining. I didn't. I, I, I mean, I know Masai. He has a great sense of humor, ladies and gentlemen. But that was very funny, I, and, and I was entertained. Laugh. It made me laugh, made you laugh. I think you sent me the the the, the, <laughs> the quote. The yeah, quote. Yeah. So it was great. I didn't know he he was going into you know in his next career so early. He's already a stand up comedian. I mean, well, I think it's the right reaction because, like I was saying, all all the basketball shows right now we're in the middle of the playoffs, but they're talking about what what are the Lakers going to do? Who are they going to hire? Uh, I saw Kurt, uh, Kendrick Perkins said that uh, they should trade Anthony Davis for Kyrie. I mean, just the craziest things you've ever seen, BJ, right, which right. which takes me all the way back to the playoffs. What I want to talk about, because we, we got these series going on right, right now. Which series to you is the most fascinating? Because I obviously Sixers heat without Joel Embiid. You know, you you lose some intrigue there. Um, I think it's kind of between the Celtics Bucks series and yes. the Warriors and the Grizzlies series. But which one kind of has your attention, and which one are you locked in on? Because well, I can I can hear arguments for both. Yeah, well, the, the the one that has my has piqued my interest has been one the growth of the Boston Celtics, right? Yes, the Boston. Celtics, I am very impressed. You know. You know, there was a lot there was a lot of chit chatter early in the season about whether those two guys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, could even work and coexist. Yep. You know, they get a new head coach, Emmy Doka comes in. They have a kind of a they're playing what, five hundred basketball at best, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning of the season. And lo and behold, right around the new year, they're perhaps, not even perhaps, they're probably the best defensive team for sure. Yeah, and one of the top three or four teams in the entire NBA in the second half of the season, they've been they just been simply fantastic. They've really responded to his style of coaching. You know, it's kind of like those things we hear these things all the time. Take culture, so forth and so on. I don't know what culture is, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I've been yeah, around no this one game does. for quite some time. I don't know what it is, but I do know it when I see it. He has really changed the attitude in which those young men approach the game. You can see the professionalism. He's made all the right moves, inserting Marcus Smart as the starting point guard. Marcus Smart ascends this year to Defensive Player of the Year. Jason Tatum is playing a a brand of blended basketball where he's just not totally in isolation now. He's incorporating his individual skills into he's the playing team great framework. De- he's playing great defense. Playing terrific on both sides of the ball. Jason, Jalen Brown has really found his niche. You know the, you know the the um, Robert Williams. Robert Williams has really he's a really nice player. And Al Horford has turned back the hands of time. I mean, yeah. Al Horford is. You know, you, you think this is like 25-year-old. I see this guy blocking shots, running. So they have a nice team. And I got to give them credits. And I love the way they play, especially on the defensive end. They are connected. They trust one another. And it's a brand of basketball. You're going, hey, 
they could possibly advance. They could possibly win the whole team. But they could go to the finals. They, they could, yeah, exactly. yeah, this you're you're looking at this team going, wow, okay. I just want to I want to see. But and, and you know what I like about them? They face the adversity. Okay, so they lose Marcus Smart. They literally got, you know, and I think this is in Coach Udoka's, you know, his his voice in his interview. He said, We got punched in the mouth in game one. And they respond. So they are a team that they face. They, they, they face their truth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, we lost game one, but we got to figure out how to come back and win without Marcus Smart, which is a tall task. Figure out how to play and shut down, you know, Giannis, which is a huge task. Impossible and, task. And, and, and now we can go there, and, and they've evened up the series 1-1 and knowing that they got to win a game there to get this thing back, right? They don't want to come back home in game five and be down 3-1. So I give them credit. And, of course – Milwaukee, you know what? I, you know, I I give, I give I give the Celtics all the credit that you're just saying, but I will say Milwaukee came to Boston to do one thing, and that was to get and, and on Milwaukee, court, and, and they and, and they got the job done. Job well done. Mm-hmm. Now, as you plan, you can say, well, what happened in Game Two? All right, adjustments are made, as you know, Tate. You know, it's only natural to have a letdown, but now you know they got to get back to work. Now, okay, they came there, they played great in Game One, stole that game. And you know what? If you have an opportunity to win game two, which is very difficult to do, it's not like Boston is going to just lay down and let you, you know, they, 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 they're they very dominated prideful from team. the start. Yeah. So game two. give them credit. But now game three and game four, you got a whole serve. And if they do, they're up three one, and you and, know, and, and now we're talking bucks know, and six. Right. So this is what Giannis gotta, does. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> they got to They got to figure it out. So, but I like, I like, I like what I saw. And and by the way, Tate, they're doing this minus Chris Middleton. I know that's the that, okay. that is. Remember last year when the Bucks were starting to make their run, and Chris Middleton was making some big shots down the stretch, yeah, and everyone was saying he was the real number one on minus, the team and stuff. They're doing I mean, yeah. this. I mean, he's a very important piece to this team. Yeah, for he's sure. an important piece, but you know what? This guy Giannis. Hey man, you know what? Giannis is just Giannis, <laughs> Giannis is one is of those like, rare players. You know what? Giannis is a real player. I, I I feel like I there's nothing else I can say about him. I just have to watch him so you can see it for yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because I've been saying this for two or three it years, can, right? It can't be explained. You just have to watch this yeah, man dominate yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Everybody's oh man, Giannis can't shoot. You know, but you know, I'm not I didn't just get to this party. You know, you know, Tate, I've been saying this at least two, two or three years ago. I said, yeah. hey he's going to get it. Why? Because every year he answers that question. Can I get better? And his answer has been every year, yes. And every year he gets better and better and better. And it's to the point now where he's the best. He's not only the best, he's just the most impactful player. I mean, mm-hmm. Tate, you have to you have to game plan for him not only as an offensive player and try to stop him and contain him with your team. You got to do the same thing. He will disrupt your offense. If you he attacks you defensively. Yes. If you don't, because now his partner in crime is back, Brooke Lopez. I, I was going to say, the best thing that I think that happened, and it was the worst at times during the regular season because it led to them being a three seed, but the best thing that happened was Brooke Lopez being out and Giannis had to be the five, had to be the rim protector because now you have two elite rim protectors, exactly. two elite guys who are, I mean, there's no easy bucket. I mean, there's an elite rim protector and then there's Giannis. Giannis exactly. is like, he just... He just does things you don't supposed to be able to do, Tate. And Brooke is one of the best oh, around. Yeah, you know what Brooke I mean? So it. those Brooke two guys together. He, exactly. he is great. So I'm excited about, about this series. And, and, and if too. you're saying what intrigues me, it's because it's a high level. You know, in game one, you know, Coach Bud pushed all the right buttons. In game two, Coach Udoka pushed all the buttons. And what's unique about the series is both of them had the same background with Greg Popovich. So mm-hmm. you're seeing two guys who, you know, they're terrific coaches. They have terrific players on both sides. They both value defense. They both have their own style and how they play. But at the same time, it's at a very high level. So uh, it, it's just it's been fun to watch because these guys are actually coaching the game. They're not coaching their system. They're coaching the game. You know, yeah. Marcus Smart's not available. Okay, we'll figure it out. Chris Middleton's not available. Okay, we'll figure it out and we'll play. And you have guys filling in, 
and uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, I think this is the best series. I think it's only going to get better. Um, after the first game, I was a little worried that it might be a you know a five game series, something like that, just because of how dominant Giannis looked. But I respect that the Celtics, like you said, they said we got hit in the mouth. We're playing a really good basketball team. We kind of were in a daze after sweeping the Nets, who were a very disjointed bunch, and right. now we see what a real team looks like and we got to get back in the saddle and they did. I think this series is going to go six or seven. Um, I'm excited to watch it all. I'm excited for the Grizzlies warriors. I'm a little bit worried about that one ending early more so than this one. I think this, uh, this has the potential to be a series that, that we really uh, all kind of lock in on as a country. And maybe we all realize that, like you said, for what you've been saying the past three years, that Giannis Antetokounmpo is something special, something special and something to be marveled over because the way that he can dominate he might have to drop 50 in one of these games in a game seven in Boston for the, the Bucks to move on. And I wouldn't put it past him because uh, he can do things like that. So I'm excited for everyone to watch and, and see what happens in this series. Yeah, you, you know, uh, these these playoffs, they take a weird turn. So, you know, it's fun. And just to kind of see when I say a weird turn, anything can happen, right? Anything. Yeah. Ratings you know, are up, BJ, because everyone's intrigued. Who's going to win? Yeah, it, it, you, you never know. I mean, you, I mean, think about this. You have. Chris Middleton out, you have Marcus Smart out, you have Joel Embiid out, you know, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's missed a game. I think they said with Kyle the Lowry's out. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is out. You know, so, you know, Devin Booker has missed time. Yep. So, you know, you know, there's been a lot of players that's out. You know, now you have Gary Payton out, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s out. So you know, these the, you just have to win the games you're supposed to win or you expect it to win. Yeah, and uh, just play with who's available. So, um, but they, they, but overall, they've been fun, fascinating, and uh, I'm really looking forward. I didn't know what to do with myself last night. Thursday, I didn't either. I didn't, know, yeah, I didn't I, know what to do. I didn't, <laughs> you know, four o'clock out here. I was ready to go. You know, get into my flow, and all of a sudden, there was no flow to get to. So I had yeah. a honey do list that was so long <laughs> yesterday, Tate, <laughs> that I'm just recovering. That's why I was a little oh, late man. today. I'm still recovering I from do, my honey do list. I do not envy the honey do list. I do not envy. Yeah, that. you don't have that yet. You know nah. what I mean? But, uh, but I, 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 I'm doing I have me out here, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> my honey do list was long. It's it's long right now. Well, we got the Sixers. Hopefully, Joel Embiid will maybe make an appearance tonight. He's doubtful in this game, but that's exciting that it's upgraded from, uh, you know, completely out. So we'll see what happens there. That game is at four o'clock, like you said, on Pacific time. Then we got the Suns and the Mavs. Um, I'm excited for both of those. Is there anything in these series, BJ, that uh, that, that you're looking forward to tonight in these games? Friday well, night? I mean, what, what can you really expect you know, from Joel Embiid, he's missed the first two games. It's very unfortunate. The thumb I mean, is more. Wor- I mean, obviously the concussion is worrisome, but the thumb is worried. I mean, there's a lot. They, they guys. So what, what can you do? To be you know, MVP. injuries are part yeah. of. Listen, you know, he, he took a a, fa- a hit to the face right with an elbow. Um, what what can you do? So he would have. I'm assuming he's going to play with some type of protection mask, mask or something yeah. like that. And then you know, I, I've I've never had to play with the mask, but you know, guys complain about their you know, vision and so forth and, and so and, and so on. So we'll, we'll see. You know, he hasn't been able to play. He, we know about his thumb. Uh, what, what can you what, what, what can you say? But I'm sure he feels, you know, he wants to get out there, help the team. And you never know what could happen. It'd be great for him to come back. What a story. It'd be great for us. But in the mm. same time, you know, I don't know what to expect at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he, I feel he, like, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't expect him to come be the savior, but I appreciate the fact that yeah, you know, he, he's, he's willing to suit up and go to war. Yeah, exactly. He's come back. Uh, I think it was reported. He has to have surgery after the season with his thumb, with his thumb. Yeah. yeah so, you know, what? There, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack. I think probably the bigger thing to unpack is what's going on with James Harden right now. You know, and yeah, because Tobias Harris and Tyrese Max here playing great basketball. What's going on with what's going on with, you know, James Harden? And, and I, I'll just put my add my two cents in there. As a guard. You know, James Harden has played the game with the. Especially starting in. Really going back all the way to Oklahoma City, because they didn't really have a low post player or starting center there that demanded the ball on the post. No. Benny goes to Houston and they played basically five out, a five out 
offense. Okay. And then you have a guy like Clint Capella who came in to give him some rim protection, but he was more of a, a vertical player and he just really got alley-oops. They didn't give him touches there. And, and I that's think why that, Dwight didn't work. Yeah. Dwight that's what Dwight. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and take, you've heard me say this, you know, most guards, excess guards who can penetrate, they don't want to play with guys who are post players who will get touches. Why? Because the defense is already there waiting for them when they have the ability to get past their defender or multiple defenders in this case, because James Harden was always getting. You basically have guaranteed secondary help. They always want to play in a five out offense. Why? Because it makes their job easier and it allows them to go left and right. Right. If a guy's standing on the right blocks, no matter if you fake the guy out, you can't drive right because you run into him. You run right into him. I think what has happened with James Harden is the following. James Harden has been a high volume, you know, in, in today's game. Let's use today's terminology. He's a high usage player. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? That's the term that you guys use today. And when you have a high usage and, and you have a high volume, you're used to picking and choosing how you want to set up the defense because he's going to get 50-plus touches <laughs> up there. Yeah. Okay, if you shade him left, all right, I'll I'll set him up and maybe go right. Or you'll just kind of pick and choose because you have the you have the ultimate space and you're playing the game with such freedom that it doesn't really matter what the defender's going to do, right? The one mm-hmm. thing that you know when you ask a great you know, when you have a great player, the great players never look at the they're the guy who's guarding them. They're always looking at how the team is guarding them because th- that sets up the move. Okay, they're they're only helping on the left side. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go to the right side because I know I can get by my guy. Mm. And I think what has happened with James Harden is the following. One, he's not getting the usage that he is accustomed to getting. He can't play the game with the same amount of freedom that he's accustomed to playing with, especially in Philadelphia. Not as much with Brooklyn because Brooklyn didn't have a center as well. Mm-hmm. But Brooklyn, he had to make sure that Kevin Durant and Kyrie got their touches. Got their touches, which is which is a little different from how James was playing. So James in Oklahoma was coming off the bench, so Freedom. he always had He's the guy. Yeah. He had minutes in the game that he had, could do his thing. Yeah, they were like, "You go in there and freestyle, James. Your turn. Your turn." And then when we Very come back Manu together, yeah, 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 exactly. Now when he's gotten to Philadelphia, let me tell you something. You know, they say James is the second option. You know, when you're playing with a great player like Joel Embiid, okay, Joel is the first option, he's the second option, and he's the third option. (laughs) And then, based on whoever else is going in the game, then they get the touches after that. Because if Joel misses his first 10 shots, guess where the play number 11 is going? Joel. It's going to Joel. So he's the second option. And if Joel makes that 11 shot, guess where the third, the, the 12th play is going? Oh, big fella might have it going tonight. <laughs> After he misses his first 15 shots, finally the coach may say, let's do something else. That's how this works. And yeah. that's what James is used to playing with. James right now Everyone say he's lost a step. I don't think he's lost a step. I think what he's lost is his freedom that he needs to play and get his rhythm and do all the things that he does. Because if James yeah. goes into his dribbling routine right now, everyone is looking around like, okay, what's he doing? Like, Yeah, where's he going to go? Yeah. Like, don't you see Joel's posted up? He's open. Joel is open every time he's on the floor now. Why? Because he has an advantage. You There's, there's not one player in the league that can guard him one-on-one. Okay, this kid, Tyrese Maxey, okay, he deserves touches. Yeah, I love him. Okay, we can sit here and everybody can say James is the, I'm calling him the fourth option. Okay, he's the second guy probably. But truthfully speaking, if we're playing a game, pace and space, Tyrese Maxey is the best pace and space guy on the team. Let's just be honest because Tyrese Maxey with the ball in the full court is a problem. 
He's like the Tasmanian devil, yeah. Tyrese Maxey can get by anybody off the dribble. Tyrese Maxey in a screen roll may be my second best option in that offense mm-hmm. behind Joel Embiid at this stage. Mm-hmm. Okay? I agree. Okay? Now, and then it, and then it might be Tobias Harris. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> James is going to have to figure out, which I believe he will do, how to play a brand of basketball that James is not accustomed to playing. He's He's been playing with such freedom for the last, I don't know, five, six, however long he's been there in Houston, that now this is a different brand of basketball for him. Okay, how? James isn't used to being the guy that receives the pass for the catch and shoot. He's the guy that's used to delivering it. So he's going to have to work on that part of his game again. James is going to have to work on relocating after he does give up the ball because he's playing in a team now that we know the big fella is going to get double teamed. James is going to have to learn how to play in three or less dribbles. Why? Because they have guys that can score. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. Those guys are all capable of getting 30 points any given night. So James is going to have to be very proficient or efficient in how he plays by learning how to play with three or less dribbles. Three dribbles for James, that's just that's just him working into his rhythm. Mm-hmm. James may dribble the thing 20 times. Mm-hmm. Okay. James now is going to be required to do something which he knows he has to do. He's got to be a better, he's got to be at least an average defender. Why? He has a realistic chance now to win a championship with Joel Embiid and those guys. So he's got to make an entire adjustment to how he approaches this game. And we can't forget this. You cannot play this way without being in the proper conditioning. He hasn't had a training camp probably in the, what, the last two or three years. Yeah. Okay. So it's very important for us to say, okay, James, you played. You've had some injuries, hamstrings, or whatever whatever it is you had going on. This summer, okay, the team is going to have to make this decision and pay him based on what they think he's going to do. Because right now, James Harden is going to have to adjust his game. That's a fact. Th- mm-hmm. That old James that we keep, everyone keeps talking about, no. Well, James. you said it. It, it. He can't. He, there's no way he gets enough touches to get in that same rhythm to even be that guy. Yeah, and there's not the space to be that guy. That so isolation player, that yeah. no longer exists. That's mm-hmm. the brilliance of great players. Can you still get your 25 or 30 points, but you have to do it in a different way? That is the challenge of James Harden. He's going to have to be a different player than what he he's accustomed to doing. And that's going to require him to play a different way. It's going to require him to be in better conditioning. But more importantly, he's going to, because he's expending energy that he has, he'd never had to do before. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I hope he figures it out. I'm pulling for the Sixers. I'm ho- I'm pulling for James Harden to uh, to make those adjustments. It might just not be this season. You said it when the trade happened. Right. You hope at the end of the season that the first thing we see is James Harden in the gym. You know what I mean? And that that will say something about what the future looks like in Philadelphia with him. I think Maxie is a special player. I really Maxie, enjoy watching it, him play. Listen, Tyrese Maxie. I can't believe he was the 21st pick. I mean, well, what, what a steal. I, I, I can't. I, I, I'm going to tell you why I can believe he's the 21st pick. Is because what is the one thing that we value now? Shooting. Mm-hmm. That's the and what was the knock on him? Oh, he you know oh, he's got speed, he's fast. Everybody can see that. But okay. but now he shoots like forty seven percent from see. three. <laughs> Here's a little secret, Tate, because when you become an executive one day in the league. Everyone shooting improve. Everyone's shooting improve. Why you value shooting when I know the only thing you can do when you practice in the NBA is shoot anyway? Who mm-hmm. practices during the season? No one. No one practice. Okay, you play four. <laughs> you play on an average four games a week. How are you going to practice in between there? Yeah, there's no time. You there's rest. no time. You you're recover. traveling. You're yeah. recovering. You walk through. You get ready for the next game. Okay, we got three days off. What the first day you're gonna let everybody get you know get their rest. treatment. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have a light practice to touch up some things. Boom. It, it, that's just where everyone's improve improves their shooting. So why do we value something when you know? Look at Giannis. Look at Giannis. Everyone's shooting is going to improve. That's yeah, all you do up here is shoot. That's all you do. Yeah. What's the first thing you do? You, you shoot free throws. You shoot jump shots. You shoot threes. That, you just shoot, right? You, but it's all the other things that you need to win, right? That type of speed, who doesn't value that type of speed? Like you said, nobody can. I mean, his first step is quicker than anybody. This guy, this, this guy runs off my television screen. He's so fast. <laughs> exactly. This guy, is, he's incredible. He's incre- so now he's put the shooting in, and he he plays the game with a certain level of joy, too. You know, he looks I like know. he's having I, fun. You know, He's you can't, smiling you, the whole time. He's I know. smiling. He it. plays hard. You know, and he's playing a difficult position, you know. And, he feels and, like the kid that would win the coach's award every single year, yeah, but, he's, you, also, you know but Doc, he's also the MVP. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Doc Rivers <laughs> is a point guard, right? So you know he's extra hard on the point guards. But Doc Rivers has done – a really a phenomenal job with three young guards that I can just think right off the top. I'm sure it's more. You know, he had a young Rondo who's going mm-hmm. on to be an all-star. This kid, Shea Gil- Gilchrist Alexander. Yeah, Shea Gilchrist Alexander, yeah. Okay. SGA. He's done a – Doc did a phenomenal job with him. And then yeah, he's he- doing an incredible job with this kid. So Doc understand how does Doc understand the position? Because he played that position. Doc knows that position. He knows how he knows how tough that is for these young guys to play, and to see what he did with the kid SGA was incredible, right? You know, think about it. In Kentucky, there were some games he weren't even starting at the University of Kentucky. Yeah, no, I mean, and Shea was a four-star kid that like got picked up late by Kentucky. Yeah, and this kid Tyrese Maxey. We're talking about when was he drafted again? Like twentieth, twenty-first. Yeah, twenty-first. Okay, so you're talking about an all-star caliber player at 21st in the draft, okay? That's nice. That's really – and then you talk about Rondo. They said he couldn't shoot. They said all Mm -hmm. these things. And Rondo is a Hall of Fame – Rondo's had a Hall of Fame career. Yep. So this isn't an accident. Doc understands that position. You know, he's in the the guard guru club, right? He Mm -hmm. understands that position. And to watch what he's done with this kid, Tyrese Maxey, it's like another wow moment. Yeah. It's, it really is. Really. Yeah. And Sam Cassell. Yeah, well, it's, Sam, look, it's one thing about Sam Cassell that I will say this too. Everyone else is looking at FGM. Sam Cassell was looking at FGAs. <laughs> See, this is why this is why I love Sam Cassell. Yeah. Sam Cassell, you knew when you played against Sam, you were going to play and you had to defend 20 shots every night. And it didn't matter whether Sam was 0 for 20, but he but Sam thought he might go 20 for 20. But you yeah. knew he was he going was to get up 20 it. shots. <laughs> and this is why I love Sam Cassell. Because Sam Cassell had a short memory. Uh-huh. And I know why those guys are playing with that level of confidence at that position. Because Sam Cassell was not lacking confidence. Let me tell yeah. you about Sam. Sam I am was never. I never saw a man have this much confidence. Yeah. I mean, Coming off the a, bench, starting. I was going to say, he was a huge part of those Houston teams. Uh, I mean, that, because yeah. it, S- S- Sam was it, – it's Sam's world. When you say it, it's, it's your world, it's your world. Sam mm-hmm. has confidence. Now, everybody can pretend to have confidence. Sam really had it. Mm-hmm. And you could see that those players – you know what? I'm watching Maxi. Maxi is slowly but surely – not deferring to anybody. Yeah, no, he's he's slowly becoming the fourth option, like you said. If it beats the first three, I think Maxi might be number four. <laughs> Maxi is like Sam. I'll, Sam is so funny to me as a player because he played with Akiva Lajuan, mm-hmm. and I saw Sam look Akiva Lajuan off a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> now Sam wouldn't admit to that, <laughs> but I was guarding Sam. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, man, I know Akeem is behind me. He's not going to shoot this. And Sam, 
took up the space and shot it. And he did it <laughs> repeatedly. And I was like, FGAs. Wow. Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, a couple of times I backed off, but just to see, you know, like I never had to, I never, you know, I played with a few stars, right? You know, we don't have to name those guys. I played with a few stars. You know, sometimes I'd be like, I wish he would go to the other side just so I could get a shot up, right? But I never had the, I never had the, the guts to just look a guy off like that. You know what I mean? Sam, I saw Sam Cassell do it. And I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're like, I need to take that. I need yeah, to take that I, yeah. I was like, man, I hope, I hope my you're star guys. You trying to wave. MJ yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh man, you got the double team behind you. He's like, no, that double team ain't behind me. Pass me that ball. Sam Cassell, man, that guy. Yeah, he was a he was a terrific, terrific player, and I think that might be the secret, though. I mean, having Sam and Doc, you know, with oh Maxie, man, hey, well, I mean, question. Great. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, last thing. Once you lose your confidence in this league, Tate, you never get it back. That's what confidence, worries me about confidence is uh, a big ben thing. Ten, yeah, confidence is a big thing, and um, and I'm gonna tell you what, man. Sam has a lot of Sam's got enough confidence in the room for everybody, and mm. he he's done a terrific job as a coach. I want him to get a head coaching job. Well, if he get a head coaching job, he'll he'll be the greatest offensive coach of all time. He'll be the greatest offensive coach of all time. I can't think of a better person to play for than Sam mm. Cassell. What I, an endorsement. I mean, the Kings should hire him right now. Sam would be, you know, I listen, I don't I haven't worked with Sam in that capacity. But if he's anything like he was as a player, can you imagine the confidence that I would have? <laughs> if Sam is we need Half as confident as he Fox. is as a coach as he was as a player, he'll be the greatest mm. offensive coach of all time. He'll mm. be Mike D'Antoni on steroids. Well, yeah, quickly, one last thing before we get out of here. Mike D'Antoni, the Hornets, uh, did you see that Woj report? The Hornets were looking at Mike D'Antoni. Who are the Hornets going to hire, BJ? I'm worried. I'm getting worried. Well, I don't know if I need Mike D'Antoni. I, like, I love Mike D'Antoni, but I don't know if the Hornets need him. Yeah, I gotta be careful when I. All right, yeah, all right, I gotta be careful. Right. I gotta be we careful. We can leave it alone. We no, leave let's it alone. not leave it alone. Take we, we, this is, everything's fair play. Everything's fair play. You know, there's no such thing as fair. But you know what? We need to. We need a coach. We need a coach, BJ. Okay. All right. You have a you you have a player who's now been named an All Star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what is that player's greatest attribute? It's his ability to play offense. Now, like most, like we talked earlier, so this isn't anything new. Defensively, we know he's going to have to improve. But right now, what we do know is that the kid is a terrific passer. He's a ter- He really is. Got great vision, yeah. So he's a terrific passer. He's got size. Mm-hmm. He has eight. the ability to... to to play and and, and 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 dictate the game a little bit, right? You know, he's not on Chris Paul level, but you know, you saying with a, his size, yeah. with mm-hmm. his experience, and all those things, maybe, maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? He's going to get stronger, right? That's natural. Got to. So he's got a lot of tools and a lot of things that's working. Got a lot of things. Okay. You have another kid, Miles Bridges, athletic. You know what do you guys call it? What what do you guys call it? The Delta something? You, you, what do you guys call it? I call I call him Sky Miles. Sky yeah. Miles, that's right. You, you okay? Entertaining, <laughs> plays hard, all those things. You got some. You you got some things. Okay, so so my my point being is, you got something. You you got something in the cupboard that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, my question is, okay, at what point here? Are we going to start getting into the meat and potatoes of how to win? Because what you've done. We got the flash. Yeah, we got you, the flash. You, you, you have all of the flash. You ain't got some of the flash. You got all of the flash. You got all of the flash. But now we got to get to the meat and potatoes. Okay. I agree. Getting to the play in game and getting. Not good enough. And the way you lost and the Both way you're years. losing in Both the last years. two years. Mm-hmm. It's very disturbing. And it's well, disturbing it, why. It, it, it shows the difference between playoff basketball oh, and regular season basketball. Bingo. Tate. Bingo. Entertain. You're very entertaining now. 
Yeah, we're fun to watch. You got the best announcers. Dale Curry, what's the other guy? Uh, I can't think his name. Uh, Eric, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, man, I can. I just listen to those guys. If I'm if I'm down and I need Pump some energy, D. yeah, yeah. They, they, all of the entertainment you got covered. But now, when it's time to go and play in the playoffs, you can see you have your shortcomings, and they come, and they don't just come with a little bit. It's not <laughs> no, like. They- no, it's a it's a glaring. It's like you're losing by 40, <laughs> 50 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a playoffs game. You know what I mean? It's like. No, both years, the other team that they played against was laughing in the third quarter. You th- know, this is what that. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So so now you're not asking good. me. So you're asking me. So you're asking me. So I again, I'm not there. I'm just observing. Just this is an observation. I think now you have to figure out, Tate, how to compliment LaMelo. LaMelo. And you're going to have to really coach him. because And tell him fu- that you're committed to building the team around him, which well, hopefully you, you, will. You, you, you don't have to. No, you, you don't have to. No, we know that. We don't have to tell. We yeah. know that. How do we know that? We know that by him accepting the responsibility to say, do I? I always ask for permission. Do I have the permission to coach you? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. If you, if you give me permission to coach you, I'm going to build a team around you. But if you don't give me permission, then cool, the yeah. rumors and all the things that we're hearing out here, oh, he's going to go here, then that may be true. Yeah. Do I have permission? Because right now, you have, a, you have some things. He has all of the, the tools that you want. He's, he's got, he got size. He's got vision. He, he could be Jason Kidd. Yeah. The difference is Jason Kidd could play in the trenches when the game got physical and the game slowed down. Okay, Tate? That's called playoff basketball. The game is going to slow down. The physic the, the game is going to get more physical. The, the game is going to get a little, you know, a little grimier. You know what I mean? And all the alley oops and all that, I gotta stop that. Now I gotta I gotta go back to the fundamentals. I gotta bounce pass. Do all the things to allow me to play in the playoffs. Now, when yeah, I'm playing in the regular really season and I'm, and I'm doing position. between the leg alley-oops, that, that's okay in the regular season. And I'm going to clap during the regular season. I just know in the playoffs, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. If he gives me permission, what I would like to see is this kid's commitment. And it may not be next year. Why? Because you don't just become an overnight defender. That takes time. I want to see this kid's commitment to the defensive end. Why? It's because he has the size to really affect the game. Make a difference. Yeah. Right? He could play against Chris Paul because of his size. He could play against Trey Young because of his size. He has size in this league. And any big guard will tell you who's played in this league as a big guard, that's a huge advantage. He could pass to the post. He could pass over the top of people. He can He's take who's nice guarding handle. him down to the post and At get open At some point, shot. he will get strong enough where he should be able to post up people instead mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm tired of looking at all these little guards saying they're posting up other little guards. No, you're little too. So how could you <laughs> do this, the short side? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's a real big guard. But now you've had a couple years. And, and, and look, having fun is part of the deal. Don't get me wrong. I want you to have fun. But now, while we're having fun, let's have a purpose behind it. There you go, Tate. That 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 to me, that that to me, okay, you you're he is as fun and entertaining as a player in the league. The yes. kid's got a smile, he got a beautiful smile, right? He's got a smile, hair flopping, <laughs> behind the back. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. You're like, come on. How could you not you, 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 how could you yeah, not like kid, him? Yeah, how the could kids you love Lamelo? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, you're saying, God, if he could win, I mean, that, I would be kind of excited to be like, man, I want to see LaMelo in the conference finals. That would not exactly. be kind of fun, right? Exactly. So now. Let's get him a coach. Let's, but, but he's got to answer the question. Mm. Do I have permission to tell you the truth? That, that's, a, that's, do I have permission, LaMelo, to put my arm around you and love you 
but also tell you the truth because if we don't win it's it, 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 none of us are going to achieve what we're trying to achieve mm-hmm. that's a, that's just a, and that's a that's a lot to put on a young person's plate because you know what how old is that kid he's what 20 years old how old is he I think 20 yeah okay he's having the time of his life <laughs> he's an all-star that's that's my problem so i'm asking these young adults now to give up the fun in the summer and do all of those things see i'm not asking him to work out in the summer i'm asking him to get better in the summer see that's that's a difference see they can tell me i'm in the gym grinding i, I love it when they post all this stuff i'm in the gym i'm not asking you to work out mm-hmm. tate i'm asking you to get better i'm asking you to look at this like a job okay so the first thing Tate is who can put their arm around him and love him so that you can tell him the truth and mm-hmm. that the kid will respond to that maybe because Sam Cassell I, I, Tate I don't care who it is mm-hmm. don't matter Tell you, as my dad used to always say, I don't care who tell you the truth as long as somebody tell you the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I, but if you're just telling me you're going to just get offense there, no. If you're telling me you're going to get a name because of what somebody did 20 years ago, no. Who is going to be able to put their arm around him? Because Tate. Mm-hmm. And then I your gotta, biggest fear is that he, that when you ask him, you know, if you want me to tell you the truth, you know, he, he yeah, does the if Pontius you, Pilate. If you come he goes, in, what is that? If you come yeah. in saying, hey, he got to get better on the defensive. You're like, who is this dude? Man, I was an all-star. It's yeah. like, you know, talking to my son. Like, I can't just tell him. <laughs> I can't just go in and, and just say this. I got to, like, let me put my arm around him a little bit. Yeah. Like, I got to, like, you, you got to establish these things. Yeah, you can't just come out and You just can't start just saying, come out saying, yeah. you know what I mean? You got to, like. So I think that was the problem with the last iteration. There's a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. But so. Tate, Tate, these are young people. This is the thing. Like, see, I love the game. The, the characters just okay. The game to me is the game. The players who play it, like, if we all love the game, Tate, how can we not figure out how to come here with the purpose? Like, you love it. Oh, you love the game. Oh, I love the game, too. Well, let's figure out, since we're here together, we might as well figure out how to win the games if you love the game. But if you mm-hmm. just come in here to, to entertain or you just come in here to get your numbers or you just come in here to do it, then we're going to probably have a problem. Tate, there's nothing more than I love than the game of basketball. Mm. There's nothing more. And... I would hope that the Charlotte Hornets, whoever that coach is, and I don't know, because I don't know the kid, but whoever they get, I hope that he could, the very first thing I hope he does, whoever they hire, is get Miles Bridges, get LaMelo Ball, and just go out and get and go go get a burger, some fries, okay, and I know everybody's into the, the healthy stuff, but no, these are kids, right? They, these kids, aren't they aren't there yet. Now, eventually, they will get to where they will start eating better. Yeah, Go yeah, get yeah. a burger, get some fries, you know, get a little milkshake, you know, for BJ, you know what I mean? Got to get the milkshake. <laughs> and let's just say, okay, man. Let's just chop it up. Yeah. Let's just chop it up. Now, do y'all want me to coach y'all or do y'all want me to just? Yeah, what do y'all want? I mean, that's, that's a good and, question. And, and, yeah. and, and you know what? Hopefully that these young people, because – the, the Charlotte Hornets have to do something too. They have to make a financial investment into these kids sooner rather than later. And without them answering that question, that, that's how can you make, how can you invest? Yeah. How, how can it work? Mm-hmm. Now you haven't heard me say they don't have the talent not to do it. I'm just saying at some point, Who's going to have the ability to wrap their arms around them? Because if you get in a coaching job, Tate, and you get LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges, that's a pretty good start. That's a pretty good start. 
And if they allow you to coach them, you got something. You're in the, you got something going. You yeah. got something going. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's not a knock. That's not a knock on the previous coach. It's not that I could not say he couldn't do it. It's just that. But he was a part of the rebuild. You know what I mean? He, like I mean, hey, as we talked about, there's a different. There's a there's a coach and a time. And he a place did a for terrific the job there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a terrific job. I agree. He did. They improved. Yeah. This was about now. Those young people have to take the next step. Yes. They took the step. This to has get nothing back to do with the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. He's now going to, get, to he's going to yeah. get Borrego. Bar- Bar- I hope I'm pronouncing James Borrego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Borrego should be coaching in this league. He's a terrific NBA head coach. He really and did from, a nice job. From the Popovich you tree, look at his, like you said. You yeah. can look at his record. You can look how their team played. They played at one point. They were in the top four or five in the. But Tate, now these young people are going to have to take the next step, and t- and hold themselves accountable. And then I guarantee you, once they take the next step, they're going to do what all veteran players do. Man, I didn't know how had I didn't know how good we had it on the coach Borrego. Because why? Coach allowed them to play through their mistakes. See, Coach Borrego is going to be, and he's going to be that guy that those guys are going to be like, man, man, Coach Borrego, man, I didn't, you know, I know how good I had it. I yeah. didn't know how good I had it. That, We've all been there and done that. Raise your hand if you haven't done that. Well, if you haven't done that, you haven't played in this league. Because if you have a coach that allows you to play through your mistakes when you're young, you owe that coach. No, I mean, it's Brett Brown with the Sixers, right? I mean, all those guys love them. You, 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 yeah. you owe that coach. Now, you might have not got the results that you wanted. Why? Because that coach was instilling confidence in you. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, Which, like you said, is the most valuable attribute So I would hope that's what Charlotte does because they really got some nice pieces there. They really do. They got some nice, they got some nice little pieces. You know, a little wrinkle here, a little wrinkle there. They could really. But it's all going to start with LaMelo. Mm-hmm. If someone can just, if he gives someone permission to coach him, the sky's the limit for that organization. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, BJ, we got the playoffs tonight. We got basketball back. So we're, we're back in the money. We're feeling good about that. Anything else before we get out of here? Tell you, I want to pre, I want to thank you for listening. <laughs> I want to thank you. You know what I mean? Cause you're a young guy. You know what I mean? You're a young yeah. guy. I appreciate you. I'm going to give so, Midas I'm a whole so, time. I'm, I'm going to give Midas yeah. a rough time though. I'm going to give him a hard time. Cause if they lose game three, we're, yeah, the brooms are out, yeah, yeah, bring, unfortunately. Yeah, broom, broom is out. So other than that, Tate, <laughs> winning water, my friend. We got to make waves. This has been Pushing Through, and we will see you early next week.